earnings valuation. If you're near a computer, you might want to download the example page so you can follow along. If you're not near a computer, that's fine. I'll tell you about the example and you check it out at your own convenience. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm glad you're with me. Let's talk about price earnings valuation. If you listen to the previous episodes, you probably can't count all the times that I've said we want to find a good company at a good price. So let's say that you have identified a firm that you believe is really a good company. How do you know if it is selling for a good price? Well, there are several ways to do this, but most of them involve some method of determining what the company's shares are really worth and then comparing that number to the actual stock price. When we estimate what the company is really worth, we refer to that number as the intrinsic value of the stock. One of my favorite financial websites is Investopedia.com. Investopedia defines the intrinsic value as the actual value of a company or an asset based on an underlying perception of its true value including all aspects of the business in terms of both tangible and intangible factors. Now, one challenge to using the intrinsic value is that it's not readily observable. It isn't written down anywhere. In fact, some people might refer to the true intrinsic value as being unknown and unknowable. So what we have to do is estimate the intrinsic value. There are many different approaches to estimating the intrinsic value. Some are complicated and require a lot of assumptions, but the method I'm going to talk about today is fundamentally pretty simple. It is the price-earnings approach. A few years ago, one of my former professors from Texas Tech University, Dr. William Dukes, surveyed a bunch of money managers. He asked them which methods they used to estimate the intrinsic value of a stock investment. The majority of respondents stated that they used more than one approach, but almost all of them listed some sort of price-earnings valuation as one of their methods. I'm going to talk about other valuation methods in class and maybe on future episodes of the podcast, so I'm not suggesting that this should be the only method you use to estimate the intrinsic value of a company. However, this is a method that a lot of investors use, so it seems like a good place to start when looking for a good price. I'll tell you how price earnings valuation works, and then I'll walk you through an example. As the name implies, price earnings valuation revolves around the price earnings ratio. The price earnings or PE ratio is equal to the stock price per share 
divided by the company's earnings per share. So P is the stock price and E is earnings per share. Now if you have the example page, you see a small formula in a large font on the page. It says P divided by E times E equals P. This is pretty straightforward. If you can estimate the E, earnings per share, for some point in the future, you can then multiply that E by your best estimate of the price-earnings ratio for that same time period. PE times E. The E's cancel out, leaving us with an estimate of P, the stock price at some point in the future. The last step is to find the present value of that stock price so that we know what it's worth to us today. Now is probably a good time for me to issue a warning. The model is only as good as your estimates of the future earnings per share and the future P.E. ratio. This reminds me of a story from my high school days. When I was in school, we all had to take computer classes. One of the things we had to learn was how to write computer programs in BASIC. Our teacher said that around the turn of the stulenium, computers were going to be so important to our everyday lives that anyone who could not write computer programs would be technologically illiterate. Now, it didn't exactly work out that way. We also don't have cars that fly like the Jetsons cartoon. That's pretty disappointing to me, but I guess I have to take the good with the bad. One thing I do remember about writing computer programs is a catchy little phrase. Garbage in, garbage out. In the context of programming, it referred to the fact that if your code contained errors, then the output from that program would also contain errors. The same thing is true about financial models. If your estimates and input variables are accurate, the model's results will be more accurate. But the opposite is true as well. If your estimates stink, then your intrinsic values will be inherently unreliable. So where can we obtain reliable estimates? Many financial websites publish earnings per share estimates. Often they will survey several analysts and then average those estimates to come up with a consensus EPS value. Many subscription research services like Morningstar or ValueLine will also publish EPS estimates. Since we have free access to ValueLine through the ACU website, that's what I'm going to use for my example. Let's look at Sonic Drive-Ins one last time. I'll move to some other companies for my future examples. Sonic is great and everything, but I'm a little tired of talking about it, and I'm slowly moving up to the next weight class, so after this I'm going to give Sonic a break. I downloaded the value line report for Sonic dated December 8th, 2006. If I look over to the far right hand side, I see a column that is labeled 09 to 11. This column contains value lines forecasts for the next three to five years for Sonic. If I scan down the column to the earnings per share line, I see that value line is forecasting EPS for Sonic of $1.80. I'm going to be conservative and treat that as the estimated EPS for 2011. If you scan a little further down this column, 
you find a row labeled average annual P.E. ratio. Value line's forecast is 17, so that's the value I'll use in this example. I feel pretty comfortable with that estimate because if I slide my finger to the left along that same row, I see that Sonic's average P.E. in 2006 was 23.3, in 2005 it was 25.1 and in 2004 it was 20.8. So 17 doesn't seem like an unreasonable estimate to me. It might be a little conservative. Alright, now we're ready to estimate the intrinsic value. First we multiply the forecasted EPS $1.80 by the forecasted price earnings ratio 17. That gives us a forecasted price of $30.60 per share for 2011. Great, so if Sonic keeps growing their earnings per share to a level of $1.80 by the end of 2011, and market participants remain interested enough in Sonic to maintain a P.E. of at least 17, the stock should be selling for $30.60 at the end of 2011. But what is that worth to us today? Well, that's not too difficult to determine. 2011 is five years away at the time of this recording, so we just find the present value of $30.60 to be received in five years, and that should be what the stock is worth to us today, the intrinsic value. So let's assume I require a 10% return on my investment then the present value would be equal to $30.60 divided by 1.10 to the fifth power. Or using a financial calculator, N equals 5, I equals 10, the payment is 0, and the future value is $30.60. Calculate the present value, and we see that the intrinsic value of Sonic, according to this model, is $19. Very nice, very nice. Now all we have to do is compare the intrinsic value that we just calculated to the actual market price of Sonic. When I constructed this example, the market price of Sonic was $22.33. So according to this model, Sonic is a little pricey and I probably wouldn't purchase their stock right now. That's because if I bought the shares at $22.33 and all of the forecasts we used actually came true and the stock price went to $30.60 by the end of 2011, then I wouldn't make my required return of 10%. So in this case, I would either wait for Sonic's price to decline to the $19 range or look for another investment opportunity. In this example, we'd say Sonic's stock price is slightly overvalued. That means that their stock price is higher than what we think they are really worth. If the intrinsic value calculation had been $24, then that would have been an indication that Sonic was undervalued, that their stock price was less than what we thought they were truly worth. So that's a price-earnings valuation. It's a great way to get a quick estimate of the intrinsic value of the company. Pretty strong, huh? Yeah. Alright, that's the write-out music, and I don't have anything else to say about PE valuation right now, so I guess I'm going to call it. Thanks for tuning in to Stulinium Radio. I really appreciate you stopping by, and I hope you find this information to be helpful. Have a great day. 
Stulenium Radio, Jonathan Stewart, it's Val.